Probably the only guy with a full liquor license that is Rod Packer. (laughs) (laughs) I tell you what, that might work out well for some of the guys who want to come check out your shop. You can also have them pour themselves a drink if they need one. (laughs) Everybody, uh, thanks for tuning in. It's Grant. And I just want to say Montflies suck. Uh, I just needed to get that out there. But what we're trying to do is we're going to do a few episodes. We're going to call them in-betweeners. And we're going to try and focus on Midwestern small business fly fishing companies. So we've got rod builders. We've got online, um, you know, musky, musky fly stuff. We've got feather feather guys. We've got fly guys. And uh, I, I really want you to take a listen and I want you to reach out to these people and talk to them. If you need gear, if you've got questions, these are the people you can reach out to. You can actually talk to these people on the phone. They will help you out. They'll answer your questions, you know, find them on social media, shoot them emails, you know, visit their sites and, and buy from them. It's, you know, we always, we always talk about buying local. This is your chance to do that. We're going to put their links in the show notes and I hope you enjoy it. And we'll be back with full episodes, uh, you know, earlier in the spring, but until then check these people out. Thank you for listening. And we'll catch you on the other side. Uh, welcome everybody to another one of our, uh, what I'm still trying to call in-betweener episodes. Uh, we've got um, Matt here with us. Hello. And then we also have Tom from Chippewa River Custom Rod with us. Welcome, Tom. Thank you. Hi, everybody. Um, Tom, we wanted to have you on today because um, I've heard nothing but amazing things about the rods that you build, um, you know, from the... F- you know, f- fly anglers all the way from, you know, your trout side to, I know there's a lot of buzz about your predator rods. Um, before we get into that, could you give us a little background on how did you get into building rods? Well, I started building rods, I think when I was around 10 years old with, uh, well, my, my uncles did it. So I kind of picked it up from there. And then, um, after then I went in the service and kind of, you know, didn't do anything kind of full-time job there. And when I got back, I picked up fishing right away again, and, uh, went back to building for myself. And then I started, uh, probably in 2003 or four, I started selling cause I purchased the bar in Northern Wisconsin, but I also was selling some rods that I was making through, through the bar. And then I, went online in about 2005 is when I launched online, but I always kept it pretty low key. And, uh, now I've, after well, about 15 years, I've really pushed hard here the last couple of years and, uh, expanded it quite a bit. And now it's my full-time job. So excellent. Love when, uh, when you first started, started out building rods, what, what kind of rods were you building? I was building fly rods, uh, not fly rods, I'm sorry, I was building mostly um, spinning rods, walleye spinning rods. Okay. Uh, you know, the, the Minnesota all-around six-foot-six <laughs> medium light, you know, yeah. lot, lots of that. And then uh, I got into fly fishing after I was in the service. I started, you know, really building on the fly rods around, uh, well, that have been 93, a long time ago. <laughs> a long time ago. So, and then when I moved up to Northern Wisconsin also and opened the bar, I, uh, 
worked for St. Croix from home, hiring guides on their rods for them. So I'd go and pick oh, up nice. 100, 150 rods at a crack up there and then get them done over the course of the week, put the guides on them and get them back up to them. So really kind of, it really kind of upped my game as far as uh, speed and accuracy. And then being around how <clears throat> they did it professionally, uh, manufacturing really helped with my speed and precision of doing it as a custom builder, seeing the, the steps that they did and how they broke it down. Really, really helped. Do you, uh, do you remember the first fly rod they built? Yep. It would have been a, um, probably an, a legend elite blank at nine foot five weight. Would have been my, would have been my first rod. It's a good Midwestern. All yeah. Through, you know, I had every single, I had, yeah, I had every single one of those fly blank fly rods that I got obsessed with building that one particular rod blank. And I built every model they had. I think I had like 28 of them or something. (laughs) I don't even think I fished half of them. (laughs) That's pretty fantastic. Um, Do you, do you, are your rods today, are they your blanks or are they other people's blanks? um, some, Some of the blanks. I get from um, Rain Shadows, the manufacturer of them. They're available mm-hmm. to any home tire that would want to tie them. Um, and then I have my Predator one piece I have custom built, and the, I'm working on a two piece right now that I'm about ready to launch. Um, the one piece was shipping, it's been a hassle. If you, but if you haven't casted a one piece rod, you really got to try one once. <laughs> that's, that's what I hear. I've heard they're absolute rockets. Yeah, they really are. I everyone stopped making everything one piece because the three major shippers dropped their bulk rates from eight from nine feet to eight feet, um, and that's when everyone quit. Because for me to ship one is about a hundred. I cap it at one hundred twenty-five to the customer, but I think I paid one hundred sixty-eight today when I shipped one out. Wow! Wow! Yeah, it's it's pretty nuts. So that's why all that's dropped. You'll see some, you know, the fire rod industry completely got out of it, but you'll see some longer rods in the, in the stores for musky, the casting gear. But I, it's just because they're taking them and putting them in retail locations. So the retailers buying a hundred of them, you know, so yeah. the shipping's almost the darn same. So that's why they got cut. And I, I found the blank because they're discontinuing them and they were on sale really cheap. So I was like, yeah, I'll give it a shot and, you know, pay for the shipping and see how it goes. And I got them and it was, just an incredible rod blank. And I worked for about three years to get, get them to make them for me. And now it's, you know, I got to order 30, 40 at a time, but they're willing to make them. Sometimes it's a long wait, but um, on the two pieces, I'm pretty quick with the, being able to get get them stocked. But the one pieces, sometimes I have delays and them working them into their production. So. So on the, on the fly rod side right now, if yep. somebody were to go to uh, your website, what, what, what fly rods do you offer? I offer a whole, basically a whole line. Um, I have predator, my predator fly rods, which um, are, and then I have a dry fly series and a um, uh, nymph series. I guess the only, the only real difference between the nymph series and the dry fly series are um, the grips and once the streamer series all have um, yeah full wells, whereas the, the dry fly only have the the half wells. 
and then there's a fighting butt on the streamer odds. And then I offer a mod, moderate fast, a fast, and then an extra fast. So quite a range. Awesome. Yeah, and I custom. I I have everything on hand to make them. I don't have them made, but I've gotten to the point now where I keep everything on hand, so that way when an order comes in, I can take it. And I'm usually getting it out the door within a week. Oh wow! Built to specs um, with custom text. I have that made out of house right now. Um, sometimes, depending upon when an order comes in and the way their schedule lands. Um, sometimes me getting that custom text back in takes a little while. So sometimes I can be out to two weeks out, you know, but if it's something that they want custom, custom done, you know, when I say custom, I'm letting you to pick your colors of your wraps and your, uh, and if you want any custom text on it, but uh, if you wanted a complete custom build, you know, where I'd have to order parts, you know, that's usually taking me about two and a half weeks to get them out. So I try to push them through the door pretty fast. I don't know. I was just saying, a lot that's of custom a, builders are booked out. It's like, how can you booked out that long? <laughs> that's that's a, pretty good. That's a fast I put, turnaround. I put out 25 last week on a comfortable week. So. Wow. Yeah. Um, it's, it gets efficient. You know, it gets efficient as you're doing batches of them. So you're but doing like multiple rods at a time. Yeah. I'll do Not multiple like one rod start to finish. Um, no, I'll do multiple rods at a time where I'll take, you know, whatever orders come in for, you know, that two or three day period. Sometimes it's a lot, sometimes it's not, you know, but I just kind of move them through that way. And it's, it's a lot faster. You know, once you make a mess out in the garage, dream and cork, doesn't matter if you're cleaning up after one or if you're cleaning up after 20, it's, it's the same amount of work. So it's, it's better with, so yeah. And then I just change out, you know, change out the, you know, pick different components. Cause sometimes I'm going from a musky fly rod to a, to a trout, to a trout rod or to an ice rod. So it's kind of all over the place. It doesn't get quite as boring. Do you have a, what's your, you know, from ice to predator to spinning to. Yeah. I don't, I didn't see a Tinkara on your website at all. What's no, your, not yet. What's your favorite rod to build? I, I like building the, I like building the predator fly rods. I've got, I just, I don't know. I like, I like building them a little heavier. The heavier rods, honestly, are a little bit easier for me to build and get get proper line tension on. When you get really light, it gets gets frustrating. The noodle ice rods were uh, when I first got them, I got so frustrated. I thought I was just going to heat shrink the the guides on it, and I was like, ah. The girlfriend harassed me about it. She's like, you can't do that. You got to tie them. So it probably took me forty hours to figure out just how to tie on that rod because they're so you can't get any thread tension because they're so. So uh, there's no, you can't get any attention. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking at this nine foot four piece fast streamer rod. That looks pretty cool. Huh? That's what I'm I'm saying. Like before you hopped on Tom, we were talking about Matt and I both have, or Matt has, I had a St. Crow bank robber uh-huh. and I screwed the tip up of my tip on mine up. They don't make the rod anymore. So I'll, pretty I'll, much- I'll sell you, I'll sell you one. Because I'm going to get this fast streamer rod. Well, that's what I was looking at. That I was like, that looks like a better replacement than the Imperial that they sent me. <laughs> I I broke the bank robber and mm-hmm. uh, sent it in. They're like, well, we can't fix this. So they just sent me an Imperial six weight. Mm-hmm. 
and gave me a credit. I'm like, well, I need a proper six weight streamer rod. And I've been looking at your website last couple of weeks. I'm like, that looks like the rod I should replace it with. I could get brown yeah, bridge beers on it, Matt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you could. We could get fancy yellow you and get black. Real... Yeah, I've just <laughs> I've I've done some rods now too, where um, I'm able to actually get right down to detail and do company logos. You know, if companies or if you as an individual wanted to send your logo for your podcast down to my decal maker, they can get an exact of it. And I can um, I lay it right into the rod. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. So looking at your website and, and the ordering, you can, they've obviously, you have weights. Like yep. this rod has a five, six, seven, and an eight. Yep. Um, and then personalization is, would be um, where you would add like a logo, like you had just said, or I suppose. Yeah. You if it's, say, like, if it's a logo or something like that, it's easiest just to contact me. Um, but if it's a name, you can just type it in there. And then the Edwardian script, I think looks nice. It's what my company logo is written in. Mm-hmm. Um, but on, on the thinner rods, on the, on the ice rods in particular, you, it doesn't show up well enough. But on the, on the bigger rods, and I'll shoot you guys some pictures of some close-ups of, uh, of how that, that custom text looks. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, so then going down, the next, the next option is... Um, Thread wrap colors, and yep. is that the that's the thread that holds like the guides on? Yep the main the main um, the main color would be the you know, and then the trim is the trim would be like the little tickings you know by the hook keeps or by the uh, right um, or by the uh, guy uh, by the stripper guides. Oh, one other thing, I do not put hook keeps on my fly rods except for on the dry fly rods, but. Right. If wanted, it can always be put in notes to seller. Um, it's kind of how I do. Okay. I guys call in and if they want something different, like some guys don't want the wind grips. Um, my predator fly rods, I have wind grips. Um, and some guys want cork grips, you know, um, we can, I just take and have them put it in the notes to the seller and then the order just comes across and I see it and can switch anything out and customize it that way also. That's something yeah, that and then it looks pretty easy. You just hit add to cart and you're done. You're out. Yeah, and then all prices include shipping, so there's no no worries on that, except for on the one piece Predator fly rods is the only one that I got shipping on. Right. Um, just because of logistics. Because in the upper Midwest, I can ship them pretty cheap. With the, the reason I even bothered getting them or handling them was because I found a small shipper in the upper Midwest here. I think they're seven or nine states they'll ship them for 25 bucks but anything yes with speedy delivery yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. those guys are crazy they're crazy they picked up six rods that were going down to uh, the musky fool and uh they picked them up at three yesterday afternoon and they were there at nine this morning i still i don't know how they do it man and then (laughs) they bring everything back to st cloud yeah yeah. yeah, it's not you. If you're on 94, like around mm, six o'clock in the evening, it's just yeah. nothing but speedy trucks, one after another, heading north. Yeah, must they must be they must be moving. <coughs> Matt, yeah. maybe maybe we need to talk to Speedy and figure out their logistic plan. I think so. And then uh, reading through your um, literature on the rod, there's a three year warranty, so that's pretty awesome. Yeah, you know some guys have kind of said stuff about it not being a lifetime warranty. 
Um, I kind of lifetime warranty them. I mean, I'll, I mean, I'll do stuff for cost or, you know what I mean? If cost of stuff, yeah. stuff happens or like, oh, shit, no, no rod company has a, it's not like they used to be where you could like buy it, fill out the warranty card, snap the thing in half, send it in, they mail you a brand new rod. Well, Everyone's yeah, got some kind of charge now that goes along yeah, with. They found it's just not, well, it's just not logistically possible. Right. Guy yeah. had it was wife. a bad business model to begin with. Yeah. I, had I think a guy it sold once, a lot of rods. Yeah. I had a guy call me once because he wanted to warranty four rods because his wife drove the car through the garage. <laughs> I'm like, ah, man, I can't help you there. I can, I can give you a discount on some rods, but I, I feel your pain, but I can't, I can't warranty stuff like that. So, um, right. but the, I've, you know, and the, the one to, I guess, you know, when I started out, I was mostly going to push on the spinning rod side. I figured it'd be easier to get an easier market to get into. Yeah. Um, but actually I finding this one piece predator fly rod really pushed my name forward because no one else had had it out there in the fly fishing world. So um, I got big in the musky and predator with those guys. And now I'm getting and having, getting those guys out some trout rods and some, uh, bass rods and stuff like that too. You know, so it's nice. Yeah. I, you know, there's, there's that Facebook musky fly fishing group. And I swear yeah. as soon as somebody new shows up and asks, I'm new to this, what kind of rod should I get? My name usually pops up for usually <laughs> within the first two to three responses. And then there's like 30 more after that. Yeah. It's, I, it's pretty amazing to see when your name gets, brought up over other large manufacturers rods um is is that what you prefer to fish for is is the bigger predator i really i mostly fish smallmouth personally just just for logistical reasons for ease you know the rivers up here you pretty much got to float um you know if if you're going to be musky fishing so i'll just go wade the smaller ones for for smallmouth usually um but i do a lot of fall trips i know a lot of guides in the area so when there's a free seat, I'll sit in sometimes. What's uh, out of your rod lineup? What's your favorite smallmouth rod? I like the seven weight extra fast streamer rod. Beautiful, beautiful cobalt blue blank. Um, just super crisp. The handle handles really nice. What so, kind of line? What kind of line do you like to throw on that one? I I overline all my stuff, so I use an just an eight weight floater. The river's so shallow around here. I just use a floating line. If you want to, if I'm running a crayfish pattern on it, you know, it, I don't need it. I don't feel I need a sinking line, you know, just run a short, you know, a leader and let her go down. It's only, if it's, if it's a four or five foot hole, it's a deep hole in this river here where I'm at. Yeah. That would be my favorite. That would be my favorite one for sure. And, so, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Oh, I was going to continue on about the warranty. The, Mm-hmm. The thing about the warranty is, too, I need the customers to send the uh, the actual section, the broken sections back. Um, so if it's the tip, I I would need the first two sections because they custom fit the because each rods, each blank is custom built. So they like to actually um, custom fit the broke, the broken section in because sometimes there's up to a half an inch difference. Mm-hmm. Going how far it, um, how far the ferrule goes in, 
you know, if you get one that was made and the finish on it's a little bit heavy, and then you get one where it's a little bit light, you get quite a, you know, you get quite a bit of play. So they like to custom fit their tips for that. So that's the other kind of right. different. I know a lot of companies will just send out a tip, but these guys are like, no, there's no way you will never get the proper fit. You know, all this stuff is hand built. So it really needs to be, you know, hand matched. Cool. And then turn time on that's been about two weeks for those two, you know, for to, once, once that gets shipped out by the customer to get it back to them, it's about two, two and a half weeks. So not too bad. That's not bad. Just took me two and a half months to get my sage section back. Yeah. I heard that a lot of people are having a lot of issues with stuff. Um, a lot of the big companies are, and I don't know what it is, if it's a labor thing or if it's a components thing or um, the, uh, the company that I get most of my components, except for, like I said, my Predator fly rod blanks, I get them all from one company. So I don't know if it was just easier for them. You know what I mean? Yeah. A lot of these companies are relying on five, six different companies having all their different components that they're using on it to, to make a, make a rod. And if any of that, and if, if any of that fails, get a rod. You know? Yeah, <laughs> can't get the can't get the tip top. You, you can't sell a rod. So, yeah, I've seen Saint Croix was was trolling their website, and it looks like they're almost sold out of everything right now. Yeah, so it's, yeah, it's been a pretty wild ride in the uh, outdoor industry. So, yeah, so don't know if it'll yeah. continue or if there's going to be a bunch of stuff for sale on uh, Craigslist here coming soon when things get back to normal. You know, I thought that. Um, you know, coming up on the summer, but I think we're still going to have another, another season of just people, more people being outdoors than normal. Cause they're not all going to go sit back in the bars yet. So yeah, I cause think you closed them down to build fly rods. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. They were really sitting in the bars last summer though too in Northern Wisconsin, you know, there were no rules. So like everyone from the bigger cities was up, up here. And it was just nuts. So. Yeah, the few times I drove back to Wisconsin last year, I, I noticed that there was uh, there wasn't a whole lot of what us Minnesota call rule following uh, with the whole, <laughs> no, the was, bar game. It was it was the Wild West. It was nuts. I closed down, um, you know, for the first closed down and took it serious. And I think I went out out until they actually shut it off, and then I opened back up. Um, probably. <laughs> I don't know. It was probably three months I was closed down, but then I opened back up and then I closed again. And right before deer hunting season, it just too many people in the area were getting sick and I was busy with fly rods. So I was like, I'm bagging it and shutting it down. It ain't worth it. All the tourists were gone and it slowed down. So yeah. yeah and then it turned into a full-time thing. And now I just decided to move the fishing rod company over into the bar. So smart, smart, uh, smart move yeah. on your part. Yeah, my other space was getting used up. It was a little too small, too. So, but yeah, it'll work out good. I hope. <laughs> I yeah, I don't. I don't think your uh, business is going to slow down uh, anytime soon. From what from what I can see. No, it seems to be going good. I think just giving people good customer service really helps. And I know a lot of people are really frustrated. I've talked to people about stuff, and they're just really frustrated with all sorts of companies. Just you know. And stuff's getting hard to get, I guess, too. Like yeah. We're talking I, about customer service goes a long ways. I think that, you know, that's easily 50% of, of a purchase decision for me anyways. 
Yeah. And I think with the power of the internet now, it's getting to be even more and more of that. I don't think the, I think your customer service, you don't need to spend all the money on the marketing. You know, no. if, if you give customer service and just give it time, it just, it just builds, you know? And, uh, so I've never really worked hard at any of the marketing. I just really started social media here a couple of like last year, I think I got on yeah. Instagram, you know? So, um, but yeah, I just think that just doing a slow grind and picking up customers and getting customers from other customers is kind of the way to go. And I, I feel real comfortable about it because then I know, um, I know that they've seen my rods or, you know, and they know what they're going to get. You know what I mean? So it's, it's good to get them out because of that too. So, you know, yeah, word, word of mouth is still the best marketing. Oh yeah, for sure. What would you say, um, you know, your favorite part of building these rods is? You know, I really used to like to wrap the guides. I mean, when I was going for St. Croix, I was cranking. I mean, I could crank out some rods really, really fast. Um, but and I still kind of like that, but I've really been getting into the epoxy, the epoxy work on it, you know, just getting it nice and nice and clean and perfection on the epoxy. It was something that, you know, I, I don't know, just the wrapping part is almost become like second nature. I can almost do it in my sleep now. <laughs> okay. Show you, I can show you that later if you want, but I mean, it's, I've probably wrapped someone was over. I think, I don't remember who was over if it was, Dan from Muskie Fool or Brad Bowen, or I'm not sure. It was some guide and asking me how many guides that, that I think I'd done. And I calculated it out and I figured I probably did close to a half million guides so far in my life. Yeah. I racked up a lot when I worked at St. Croix. I was, uh, the spinning rods, it was insane. It was all piecework, but it was insane how fast they have you put them on there. I think they were having you put on, do five rods an hour is what they were looking for. Yeah. It was, wow. it's, it's pretty easy, pretty fast, pretty efficient. And so, but yeah, now I've really gotten into the epoxy work and I really like that and the aesthetics of it. Excellent. And, uh, yeah. You know, and the, the social media end of it, I've kind of started to like a little bit too. And attention to detail there as much as it's kind of a drag to, to do all the time, but it's kind of yeah. a necessity of life now, but just the, the challenge of getting, good photography of a fishing rod without being a professional photographer was kind of, kind of nuts. It was really hard. Now I've just gone to a regular photo box that I cut some slits in, in the side so I can slide the rod all the way through it to get my photo. To really, there you go. I used to have to do it in the greenhouse on a cloudy day, you know, and an okay. <laughs> Is something about the, you get too much reflection off the epoxy otherwise for a good detailed detail. Right. But yeah, I, I just really like the attention to detail on the stuff, you know? And uh, I got blown up last November with musky rods and it just became unbearable. And I had to uh, change my, how I actually made them or my process on how I made them and have it, I guess, more, comp I compartmentalize it more now. And it, it's much easier to keep track of and I can move through stuff way more efficiently. Hmm. Kind of based on what I've seen at St. Croix factory a little bit, you know, it's not anywhere near as close, close but um, the, the baby version of it is what I tried to do. So, you know, from start to finish, what, what, what's the 10,000 foot view of a, of a rod build look like? We're like, what's first and, and what's the finishing touches on it? Um, the first, well, when I get an order in, the first thing is dealing with, paperwork um <laughs> my least favorite part um but then i'll go through and i'll i'll pull the parts 
you know, I'll pull, I'll, I'll pull all the handle parts and uh, put it with the rod and number the rod and number the parts and put them in a baggie on a clipboard with the order. And then I run them over to uh, my garage shop. I got a garage shop where I do all the reaming of the cork um, just cause it creates so much dust. I don't like it around the, the finishing area really cork dust gets everywhere. So Makes I bring sense. them over there. Then uh, you ream them out with the tapered tapered bits and get them to fit the blank right. And then uh, then I run them back over to the main shop here and uh, glue glue the handles on. And then after that step, I put the um, wine check on, which is that little decorative piece down by the cork that transitions, and uh, glue the tip. And then the next step that would be for me to do would be to uh, wrap them the guides and then i straight then the next step I, this is all compartmentalized i've gotten with it mm-hmm. um and then i'll straighten the guides and then after i straighten the guides i'll move them on to their first coat of epoxy and then um after their first coat of epoxy i check them for any um i would call them tags you can really notice if there's a little stick up of epoxy or anything like that you clip that off with a razor blade okay and then decal the the rod up and then put your finishing coat on. Um, sometimes I try to keep my coats really light. So sometimes it takes me three coats to get it done. Um, I'll see a little spot where I can see an edge on a sticker or something like that. So I'll go down by the handle and put it, you know, another, another layer of epoxy on there if necessary, but I try to keep it as thin as possible. Okay. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'm finding I need to put another one on. And then after that, um, they're pretty much done. Just got to package them up and ship them out. There's a lot of dry times. It's probably a 12-hour dry time on the epoxy for the handles. It's a real slow-curing epoxy. Um, the faster-curing epoxies, they do make some. I found that they tend to crack. You can hear them cracking. And the okay. slower-curing epoxies remain a little bit more pliable. <laughs> and then um, about 24 hours on the coats of um finish epoxy on the guides is probably the dry time on that. I'd like to wait about 24 hours before you touch them. Um, humidity weather wise, you know, it, it changes, but 24 hours, you're either safe or you're, you're screwed. <laughs> Start over, you know, yeah. you, you screwed that one up. You didn't get the epoxy mix right, but yeah, 24 hours for that. So that's where a lot of the, a lot of the build time takes me, you know, I could do them. I could turn them out a lot quicker you know, and get them out the door to customers faster if I didn't have that, that time window of um, the drying times. So, and I'll probably put two and a half hours into a rod now, usually okay. average right around there. I'm thinking I'd have to really kind of look at it. You know, I've, mm-hmm. I'm kind of loose on it. You know, it's right next to my house. So it's not like going to the office and sit there for eight hours and do it. It's, you know what I mean? Sometimes I'll, if I got a lot of orders, sometimes it'll be up at nine in the morning and work till, you know, midnight making yep. it on time. I don't like to let stuff get backed up. So, and then there's awesome. good for you. Then there's days where I get to go fishing. <laughs> there <laughs> you go. Those are becoming fewer and fewer. So. <laughs> yeah. Might need to get one, someone to start doing the sh- the packaging or something like that. Yeah, just somebody to help with the shipping and the paperwork part might uh, might free up your time a little bit more. Oh my goodness, yes. It's not too bad though with with return customers. You know, once you get once you get everything into the database, then it ain't too bad. You know. Yeah. And then uh, I I document pretty good too on what they bought if they get any personalization or anything like that or. Um, I custom turn corks for guys too, if they, 
if they want to get that picky about it, like they got a favorite fly rod handle that they got. If they can hit that thing with a micrometer for me, I can usually get them to within a hundredth of an inch on all the diameters and the placement of it too. And I offer that service too. So, and then I keep all those numbers. So if anyone needs anything, you know, another, a second rod and they want it the same, it can just be looked at and done the same. So that's awesome. Yeah. I thought I was, I was listening to your podcast, the, um, the lady anglers, the fly anglers from Minnesota. I'm, I'm going to try to hook that female market, I think, with uh, with that. And I think I might actually just size a couple, because I might just have some custom-sized corks made. And uh, I'm thinking I'm in the future offering different size corks for different people, you know, a, a small, a medium, and a large mm-hmm. cork, you know, because I don't know. They're, they're all different. I know I've had favorite ones and you can't get them, but you know, you like how it casts, but you don't like how the cork feels, but yeah. Um, right. So I, I thought, man, no one would buy a pair of tennis shoes without trying them on. You know, why are we buying the part of the fly rod that we're actually using and holding on? You wouldn't buy a baseball mitt without trying it on, but. And that, and that could be one of those things where you could have, if you had sizes, you could have, you know, a short rod section with a small, a medium and large. And like that goes to, you know, the fly shops. And yep. they've got it sitting there and, the, you know, the, the check sheet of, I want this rod with this thread and, you know, yep, I, I you tried ever, that. You... yep. I tried that with spinning rods um, mm-hmm. and it didn't go so hot, but no? <laughs> um, I think if I got with the right fly shop though, it would definitely work. Yeah. It would definitely work. But you know, I've done it too, where people just take a, sewing tape measure and wrap it around there and take a picture of it, you know, and I can pretty much judge from that, do the math on it and get it. So I can calip, you know, get it dialed in on the, what I'll do is then is just match it the same with my tape. Mm-hmm. And then I'll, then I'll mic it out after that and then save that info. So then I know what they like, but yeah, but I like the idea of having them where you can just pick your sizes, you know, and, and do yeah, it. If you could, if you could hold it at the, at, you know, at the location, yeah, at, at, yeah, or, at a physical location. Yeah. And then, then you'd have to, then, they, then it would, uh, yeah, that's how I was going to do it. That's how I did it for a little while. And it was just a local shop up here. Um, but that's basically how I was going to do it. I had everything laid out. I had all the colors on a stick of the different colored wraps and mm-hmm. I had all sorts of guide options and it was, it was just, it was way too much. There was too many flavors. Um, it got over, it got overwhelming for the order yeah, process, but now I, I, yeah, I, cause on my old website, I had, what did I call it? I had like pre-built rods or pre-designed rods and custom rods. And I think people thought that to get like custom, some people to get custom text and colors, they had to go into the custom because you could just tell that in the, you could tell they didn't fish because their order was all over the place. So I was like, I better call this person. They're buying their spouse. (laughs) They're, this is a, this is a non-fisherman buying a gift for a spouse or a loved one. And this order is screwed up. So I, I got away from that. Like 95% of the people can probably, use what I'm, what I'm offering standard, you know, if mm-hmm. that makes sense, a standard yep. basic package and go with that. But yeah, but I like, you know, doing the stuff custom for guys though too, you know, some guys want, I know some guys on the musky fly rods I've gone and done and I normally don't do it, but put the, uh, I use a spay rod handle on there sometimes if they want it. I, I typically don't, usually I'm just going to full wells, but if guys are, if people request it, I'll do it, you know, unless I, unless I feel it's not right. I mean, I'm not the one to judge, but if it's a, if it's a handle thing or something like that, or something that I, that I know is 
yeah, it'll work. You know, it's goofy, but yeah, it'll work. You know, I'll definitely uh, do it. But if someone asks me to do something that I don't feel comfortable with, I usually don't. I stay away from it. Well, that's fair. You don't want to put your name on it. (laughs) Yeah. You know, if I don't, you know, if they're talking a certain fishing techniques or something that I really don't have any clues about, I'll just like, no, I I don't do that. I don't build that. You know, I'm not comfortable. But yeah, um, I just, I've really gotten to like building the fly rods. It's, it's really been, and I'm thinking eventually, you know, maybe if I get too busy, I can phase out some of the the other stuff and stick more just to fly rods. But um, I don't know where I'm going to go. We'll we'll see. Yeah. I'm just going to keep building rods one at a time. Well, that's good. That's good. Well, I know uh, on my to-do list. I know uh, fish this spring with a couple of guys that throw your rods. I'm definitely mm-hmm. gonna get one in my hands. Uh, give it a shot. Like I said, I was that. Talk, talking with Tui. He's got one of your okay. like, six weights. Um, I'm gonna try that yep. out, and then plenty of the Eau Claire musky dudes have your uh, long oh, yeah, pieces. I want to try those out. Yeah, I got a lot. And if you want, stop by. You know, I'm not far from Eau Claire, and there's some really good fishing up here. I mean, I'm right sandwich between the chip one and the flambo people can stop in and take one out for a test drive you know i've got rods around um i think there, there you go grant road trip <laughs> road trip time perfect yeah you know i got i got reels i got rods so you know i just won't row the boat for you but yeah i actually i like That's it when fine. people are able to come and try one out too you know it's it's a little different running and it was a hard to get footing on the selling stuff online as far as fishing rods um I think people are getting more comfortable as they get to know my name. Um, and I also think that people are just getting more comfortable buying on the internet, you know, what I mean? than they used to be. Um, but it's kind of a hard sell when you're saying, Hey, plunk down your hard earned money for something you've never put your paws on or seen or right. handled before. You know, it's a little different than being able to go into the, into the local fly rod shop and pick one up and wiggle it around and stuff. So that was a bit of a struggle too, but, um, I just wanted to keep it, keep it really simple and to try to keep my pricing down um, is to just direct market it that way. I would say looking at your pricing, I mean, that's, that's right in the the sweet spot. I think for um, even your beginning anglers to your, somebody who's been fishing for 15 plus years, that's a, it's a really good price point to get into your custom rod. Yeah. Thanks. I, you know, and I looked at it, um, how to say, I, I basically, I based the pricing off the, the MSRP of the parts. So you'd, you'd have to find a pretty good sale to find it much cheaper. If you actually went out and bought the parts and built it yourself, to be honest with you. Um, you know, I got to like, it's, yeah, then that's kind of where I based my model on it's what the MSRP of the parts are. And then, a, then an assembly fee and free shipping. Yes. That's awesome. Yep. And then that's how guys want something done custom. That's how I determine what I'm going to, what I'm going to charge for it. And I have a lot other, I probably have close to 600 rod blanks I can get to myself here. Everything Mm -hmm. on my website I have here, I can probably get about another six, 700 blanks that I could have within a week. Um, If there's, you know, because right now I think I only have nine foot fly rods on my website, but I can get, you know, shorter ones also. But there's just so many to list that for me as a as a small guy, you know, it's almost gets to be too much just to keep up with the website. When yeah. You've got a yeah. million products on there. So like, this is what I got. And if you don't find it, I think I got a note on there just to shoot me a message. I can I can make pretty much whatever. So. 
Well, yeah, I think that's the important people thing for like people listening. If you want something specific and you don't see it, just reach out, shoot an email, yeah. your phone number's on the website, give you a call. Um, yeah. And actually I prefer the calls. Um, I answer my phone pretty much 24 seven. Um, I prefer the calls just because I find that I can get through it quicker by talking then by going back and forth yep. on email, you know, I don't know. I still like the talking on the phone, but then I'll follow it up. You know, we'll follow it up with an email once I got things dialed in on, on what they're looking for, you know, and get a confirmation just so, you know, if they want to order it or whatever, if it's some custom and it's way off base from one of my rods, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, I'll just see, use PayPal and shoot them a PayPal request. Um, and then in the note, I write down exactly what they specifically ordered so that there's a, there's a hard copy of it. And that's how I handle the, this, the stuff that's, you know, different. Um, I wanted, I had a guy last week that was getting a musky gear rod that didn't want it 710. He wanted 72. So it would fit in the back of his truck. So, you know, get out the hacks on, take eight inches off the ass. <laughs> there you go. You got a 72 musky rod. So, Perfect, yeah, I'll do it. Perfect fit. Wanted, so. Um, well, Matt, do you have any, uh, do you have any other questions for Tom? I don't. I, I, so I think we should go up there and watch him build a rod and go fishing. And yes, I think that'd be pretty cool. I think we should bring cameras and like just do a whole yeah. video audio section of it. And then we can go, uh, go fish the rod and go catch smallies with it. Yeah. yeah, you know, I could I could set her up where we'd have them all at different stages. You know, I have different rods at different stages along the process that I can speed the speed the whole process up. You know, you can jump over stuff. Yeah, that would be that would be great. Well, Tom, I want to I want to thank you for uh, sitting down, spending time with us. Um, tell how us do, how do people find you, Tom? Where are um, you all on? I heard a bunch of. Different Facebook, social media platforms, but Facebook and Instagram. Facebook and Instagram are the two that I use. Okay. And then, uh, my website's, you know, www.crcustomrod.com. And um, yeah, so pretty easy to find. Okay. Pretty easy. So on like Instagram, they look up CR Custom Rods? Yeah, Chippewa River Custom Rod. River. I can't remember the exact thing. I couldn't put chip or whatever i had to have dashes in there and it's just too much i'll to, uh i'll put you know, the it, link. It, it, it finds it it finds it somehow right it's pretty smart i'll put the uh links and stuff in the show notes and uh okay yeah we'll go from there but all right well, uh do you have any questions for us tom no no it was great thanks for having me yeah i pretty enjoyed it. listening to your podcast i've been crunching on it here the last few days just to <laughs> get the feel we're, of it so we're sorry yeah, I can finally I can finally stream podcasts and stuff now. Now that I got they brought in the the fiber optic. I mean, six months ago I was still getting uh, Netflix on DVD for Christ's sakes. They still do that. <laughs> That's incredible. People. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> well, you have a have a good evening. Um, Thanks, Tom. Don't yeah. stay up too late wrapping rods, and we'll talk to you soon. All right, thank you much, guys. Have a good Thanks, night. Thanks, Tom. Bye bye. Bye.